I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. TLDR, you guys are awesome. going to be a gas my friend and yeah, welcome back to tldr i'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker dr joe with me as always is my hunking crime and if you're watching on youtube twitch or twitter you will see he is the beta soy boy of tldr nick fryer how's it going i resent that very much i don't know <laughs> what's going on right now something's up with Streamyard where i my voice seems distorted yeah. and at the same time the videos start Oh, wait a minute. There we yeah. go. Oh, that was fucking Someone hard. Someone just hit puberty. <laughs> oh, that was fucking hard, man. Right, Nicholas. Jesus. If you are new to TLDR and haven't subscribed to the show already, that is not normally how things start up. I don't know what that was all about. Uh, but make sure if you're coming across us, you go subscribe to the show on Apple, uh, Spotify. Uh, what else is there? Stitcher, Geeks Worldwide, SoundCloud, anywhere. Audible. Uh, uh, Audible. Yes, all Amazon Music, all those places. You can find us there. You can subscribe there. Uh, but, of course, we're always streaming on Tuesdays. Sometimes we got to adjust the time, though, on Tuesdays, Joe, because sometimes we have some Friarside chats in the works. And uh, we recorded a couple. And do you want to tell the people who's uh, who they're going to be hearing from on Wednesday? Yeah, we've we've been putting the work in for you folks this week, so you're definitely gonna want to go subscribe to all those audio, uh, you know, wherever you find us on audio because uh, you don't want to miss Chip Zdarsky, part mm -hmm. two, mm -hmm. not part two, mm -hmm. but Chip Zdarsky 2.0 on TLDR coming out uh, this week on Wednesday. Uh, that was, you know, we we've we've had the privilege and to talk to a lot of really great artists. Writers, it has been his privilege, right word on that, 100%. And the fact that we we had Chip on once was, I, I, I'm going to geek out. It was it was a dream come true. Like, that was yeah. awesome. Like, I never ever in a million years would have thought I would have talked to Scott Snyder and, and Chip Zdarsky and Sean Lewis and all, all the great guests that we've had on. And so to, to get Chip on a second time, to have him do this with us once and say, okay, I guess I could do that again. It was, it was a ton of fun. And... Yeah. Uh, we got some great insight to to him uh, from him about his uh, upcoming run on Batman and some of the early things he's thinking about doing for that series, which sounds awesome. Uh, mm. He's picking Daredevil back up again after the uh, not the Devil's Run, but the Devil's Reign. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> uh, <I bet. laughs> you you still redeemed yourself in this conversation, though. I will say, I, I, I did. Um, and then we talk about some of his other properties too. So I mean, it's like. He is so. We all know these guys and, and, and gals and people are 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 really fucking busy. But he, he came on. He's like, I've been working for four hours already. You know, yeah. he's just he's cooking. So it was a really fun interview. Uh, he he busts our balls a ton. We give it right back to him though. Yeah, well, I gotta say, I'm blown away because like I gave them like I, would we set these up? We give a ton of time ranges for these things, you know, yeah. as best as we can. Usually, sometimes people want it more concise and not as many options. But with Chip, it's like, you know, you're writing Daredevil, you're working on Batman now too, and then you got all this, your your image stuff that you're doing, and it's like, okay, I should, you need options. The dude says, okay, let's do it. You know, at this time. It is in the morning, and he's been up for three hours trying yeah. to draw, and he's like in a like a little bit of a like writer's or artist block, I should say, moment. And it's like, holy shit, dude! Like, <laughs> go eat something. What the fuck yeah. are you doing? Like, it's we can like, wait I can't two eat seconds until I finish. You know, yes, it's, it's yes. penance. You know, yes, his penance so. is coming on TLDR. That's yeah. apparently what it is. Yes, but we 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 had a ton of fun. But man, yeah. it was it was great because because last time we talked to him, it was like an hour 
you know, it was like an hour ahead of some really big Batman news. Huh. Like, I wish I could talk to you about it. Had we waited an hour, we could have talked about this the entire time. But mm. that was when uh, Batman the Night, uh, you know, was announced. And we talked about that a bit. And we got some really great insight on that. And then, you know, a month or two later is when it was announced he'd be taking over Batman. So, yeah, um, it was just it was just as always. It was a really fun conversation we had with him. And then we follow that up with another uh with another fried side chat earlier today that will be dropping next week, Nick. Yes, yeah, so we'll tell you guys more about that when we get to when we do our what's new for next week. But now you know you got back to back fryer side chats coming. And just a quick aside to one more thing about Sadarsky, where you said before, like it's it's a privilege that we've had, like being able to talk to the, the creators that we have had uh, on the show. But it's just, it's like you know, obviously Scott, you know, Chip said it himself, like Scott kind of set the bar now for these this upcoming era of Batman Rise. Whether you're looking back at Tom King and and James Tynan, um, or now with Chip and obviously Joshua Williamson there too. But to have the current one on, whoever chips happened to be the one for at, at this time, but to have the current Batman writer on our show is like, yes, it's wild how we've had all these different big names, but it is bizarre. I never would have guessed in a million years that we'd have like, this is the person that's writing Batman right now. That person is yeah. on TL is on our show. And we're talking to you and I right now, just us, nobody yes. else. And, Fucking and, crazy. And the way that he described how DC views that book, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. we've got all these other books, but like, Literally everything revolves around Batman. Yep. Right? Everything else is ancillary at DC. Like Batman is. So it was, that was a lot of fun. And so yeah. I was sure I was, was. for that. Sure was. Um, and this, we're going to get to catching up now so we can start talking about the new books as well. Um, I actually had, we had to do a little bit of reading for our other Friar side chat. Again, we'll be talking about that uh, next week, but I didn't, I wasn't in, there were a few books I wanted to read for this week. So I didn't do a whole lot of catching up. I was too busy getting my tan on, on the Jersey shore. Uh, so I was busy with that preoccupied. Of course, can't be reading comics while I'm doing that Joe. Um, but I'm curious, what have you been catching up on? Yeah. I couldn't tell if, if that's actually the color of your skin or that's your shirt. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. I mean, my neck is the absolute worst part. I don't know if yeah. you can see it, but yeah, it's, it's called awful. suntan lotion dipshit. Oh, you know, yeah. My, my better half doesn't like to wear sunscreen, so I'm, it's on me to, to remember. It. Well, I'm she's your adult. wife now, or she will be your wife soon. You protect her. Put the sunscreen on her. You know, You're right? You want her around me. a long time. That, that's right? my little, fault. Little, little PSA from from the doc here. You know, slap oh, no. slap on some seventy sunscreen and you know live into your you know your twilight years together. Oh, uh, <laughs> fine. All right. Okay. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Little tip for me to you. Uh, mm. I only caught up on a few things because I was also away this week. I was in Pennsylvania with some Cairo buddies of mine. We, we played in the Ooh. golf tournament. Uh, had, a, had a ton of fun. Uh, but I caught up on Red Sonia, number nine. Excellent series. Continues to be excellent. Uh, Red Sitha, number two, which is sort of um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Nick? It's um, Spinoff? Sp- thank you. Spinoff takes place with the little girl a gift from Red from Sonia. Thank you. But takes place in the future. Great book. Love this issue. Um, and then I caught up on AWA's um, New Think. Which I uh, did which, actually read that. Actually, that was technically a book I caught up on, but that was my comic of the week last week. So, Yeah, and so it was, it was very similar to um, um, Not All Robots in the sense that it, it, like, Not All Robots was a satire on everything that's going on now. New Think wasn't a satire all it was it was on the nose it was it telling you exactly you know what it was mm-hmm. and and it was um it was a very black mirror 
you know, type issue yeah. for a comic book. And I think this is the book, right, where each issue is going to have, I can't remember if it's a different creative team on every issue or same writer, different artist. It's Hurwitz every time, and then you're yep. having different artists. Different artists. Yep. So, and it was Diodato, right, the different. artist on the first. So, yep. great issue, start to finish. I, I mean, I felt it was a little too, you know, on the nose. You know, we we all know, I know, it's, you know, we're addicted to technology, you know, and uh, think for yourself. Fuck yeah. off. I'm not yeah. addicted to shit. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Please. Um, but it was, I think it was, it was a very well written, very well drawn. I mean, Diodato's art is fantastic. And uh. there's a reason why he does a lot of stuff over at AWA. So, so I did enjoy this. It's going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to the anthology aspect mm. um, of this series. Yeah. And obviously for me, it's my, it was my comic of the week. So I really enjoyed it to me. It, like I understand, like we talk about it, both of us, like where sometimes it's on the nose and on the nose doesn't always play. Because sometimes you like they they try and not be on the nose, but you still are being on the nose. Right. And I think I think that can be very challenging to get right. I feel like that Horowitz and Diodato got it right. I think that Diodato's artwork also really plays into that too, because it felt so real. And these and it moves like you can't tell me the pacing wasn't awesome with even though it's just a, just a narration. Uh, only book like the dialogue's very much like no the pacing was wasn't the issue yeah yeah, yeah the, the pacing was fantastic yeah it, it, so it moves at a brisk pace and everything like that so I really enjoyed this I think it's something worth picking up um and I'm, I'm like you I'm very excited to see uh new think issue two um and where Horowitz of course the writer of the night um which you really enjoyed that series from AWA but we move to uh the new comics that came out this week I'll start us off with Marvel we got Thor 26 of course the banner of war rages on really been enjoying the event uh, that donny cates is is um is writing we got amazing spider-man issue three star wars 24 marauders three savage avengers 2 which i don't think either of us is going to be looking at that one right yeah no there's only two books maybe three books from from uh, marvel this week i kind of give a poop about um, I do want to check out Kirstan because I don't know if Kieran Gillen's writing that, but he did create that character. So I'd like I think to, he is. I yeah, think okay. he is. So I'm going yeah. to give that one a look for sure. I did. I, that was not at the top. I, I actually missed that this was coming out. Then we got Fortnite, um, times Marvel or Fortnite, like a Fortnite Marvel crossover zero war issue one, not really for either one of us. Um, uh, but then there's Legion of X issue two size Spurrier. I've been, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for this. And then we got, I'm not reading Venom. Are you still reading Venom? Uh, I have to catch up. I have I have fallen behind on Venom, huh. and I still haven't even started Black Panther yet, which I want to do. But I think with these books, there's been you know, for whatever reason, there's been delays. Like these books haven't been sure. coming out every month, so I've just kind of fallen off a bit. And I I didn't rem I don't remember seeing Kurstan in our review folder, so maybe it's not coming okay. out this week. Okay, well, that would explain because we've been running issues with where places are saying this is coming out this week. Never mind the yeah, printing. Yeah. We're also not getting the, that information. But one yeah. book that is for sure out this week that I reviewed for Geeks Worldwide was Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor issue one. I thought this was rock solid. I think the art in this is, is really well done. I thought the story was pretty good too. I'm a, the, my big hang up is as someone who's reading Hulk or at least just aware of the Hulk and Thor event that's going on right now. Kind of like how is Thor going to be playing into all this when he's got his other shit going on they don't really address where that is in the timeline so we know it is like in this general area because of what's going on with mjolnir and everything and odin um but other than that 
it's still it's it, if you're here for Jane Foster stuff, want to get to know the character more in the comics before we get the the movie. And if it's a good book, it doesn't have to tie into the event. That's fine. No, it doesn't need. But it's just it doesn't like I don't know where it's happening in relation to that. Right. I guess and that like I don't need it to have to be involved with it. Like tell me it's not involved with it or tell me it is. Like that that that's all I'm asking. But other than that, yeah. it's well written. Like I think I gave it yeah. an eight. Solid art's really good. So uh, it's something that's worthwhile. There was a Jane Foster book that came out pre-pandemic. It was uh, Valkyrie Jane Foster. And it was mm. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely so fantastic. Is... It was really good. So this feels like a continuation of that. Obviously, this is coming out now because we've got, you know, Love and Thunder coming out. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Marvel knows what they're doing. Right. So if you're, but if you're looking for more Jane Foster stuff or just don't know the character all that well, this is a good spot to, to go and pick up, uh, go pick, pick this issue up. Uh, what about from DC, Joe? There's a lot that was on our radar from that. Yes. This is the first time in a while where DC has sort of out, outproduced Marvel in a given week. Um, we have Flashpoint Beyond number two, Batman Killing Time number four, uh, Batman Beyond Neo Year number three, which neither of us were, were too keen on. No. Um, DC sure. Pride uh, 2022 uh, number one. I've, I've heard that these DC Pride issues have been doing very well. Nice. Uh, Monkey Prince number five. Uh, Multiversity Team Justice number one. Uh, Earth Prime number five. The Flash. <laughs> uh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful titled book. Fucking mouthful. Right. I made sure to put the fucking colon in there this time. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, take care and, of yourself, but not me. Good friend right. you are. And so we've got a couple of books here that we want to talk about. Uh, and I think most of the books that we're going to be discussing this week um, are from DC. Uh, so, Nicholas, uh, well, I'll kick us off first. because uh, yeah. I'll And then so. Yeah, for sure. You got a few. Yeah, I got a few here. So Batman 124. Um, I've been reading Batman now since halfway through Tynan's run. Um, and now we're, we're several issues into, to Joshua Williamson's run, who's been a, you know, integral part of the, uh, dark shadows, um, uh, event that's going on, mm-hmm. which has brought in Robin and all this stuff. So, you know, he's sort of been put in charge of, of running all of this and he's, he's, despite my bitching about events and taking away from other books, he has done a good job, I think for the most part. Um, he's done a great job with it, specifically in the Batman run that's gone on, especially over the past four issues. So this was, I believe, Williamson's last book on Batman because next month will be Zadarsky's. 125, yep. 125 will be Zadarsky's first issue on Batman. So um, some changes coming. Uh, one of the, Just to tease the interview, I remember one of the things that Chip said that just kind of blew me away was he wanted to change – was it like the letterhead or something? And he said that the process to do that would take so long that the book would be delayed by a year. Like that was just fucking crackers to me that, you know, or like just a little logo change would just like, it would take forever, you know, to do. He said, Mark Wade wanted to put the tights back on uh, Superman and they're like, well, we, we have to workshop this. I fucking fucking forget it. But yeah, I thought Williamson's, you know, um, albeit short run on Batman, um, I think did its job as a as, as a placeholder to take us from Tynan's run to Zdarsky's run, and I think for the most part he did a really good job, especially incorporating all the other titles with the event. 
Yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of interesting insight on the Batman front when, when yeah. it comes to like, especially behind, with this. Yeah, if you like learning about the behind the scenes machinations, I think honestly, like like I know with Sean, we got into some weeds about the industry on the whole with with uh, and it, and I love that, but with Chip, it's a little bit different where it's like centered more. Like we obviously had gotten some insight about Marvel uh, previously with from him, and we get I think a little bit of that here, but more so with the Batman stuff, it's very very interesting. Yeah. Um, so that was Batman 124. Uh, another book uh, I want to discuss is uh, Dark Knights of Steel, number seven. Mm. Tom Taylor. We are not worthy. You know, <laughs> it's just. <clears throat> so the first, I don't know if you've read it yet, but the first few pages of this just had my jaw on the floor. It's like, what the, they're, they're doing what? And then, okay. And that, but the story moves along. But how he's crafted this story and where we get where we are at the end of this issue, I mean, Jesus Christ, talk about having a Midas touch. Tom Taylor <laughs> is just like between this and and Nightwing and Superman, Son of Kal El. Like those are some three of my favorite books going it's, on right now. They're absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's so I didn't get to read this one yet this week, I, unfortunately. Um, but I will be getting on top of it. Lord knows you're upset with me, but um, he's he's in one man. He like he's the fact that they have him and then they have Zadarsky doing stuff for them right now. Oh. I got yeah, I got yeah. I got. If they could just if they could take this brilliance with you know what they're doing with getting creators for their comic books and apply it to the movies, it seems like they've got that now with James Gunn. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe 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 we'll start to see a turn here where. We're enjoying DC movies, maybe a little bit more than the Marvel movies. I don't want yeah. to get too crazy, but like apply that to the DCEU, whatever the fuck you're calling it these days. And and maybe now we've got a WWF, WCW thing, like, you know, cinematic wise going on here. And we've got a real, a real uh, choice to make. Well, you you know that when we, like when we first started the show, I read more DC and you didn't read as much DC as much as you, know, you have our you have your loyalties to DC. But then over time, I, I know they've they've had some lulls in the past since that um since Death Metal. But like you saw a little bit of what I was like, why I was so excited about it, and then to see it kind of happening again with some of these other creators, like whether you're loving Robin and the stuff that Williamson's doing over there, or you're looking at now with Chip and that he's coming in and doing more stuff. I mean, like they should be trying to get him on an exclusive deal too. I don't want to see it happen because I want to see him doing image stuff too. They can but get like, Chip exclusively when he's all done daredevil okay <laughs> that's probably what'll happen joe i mean based on our conversation yeah. that that could happen i hope it doesn't because i want him to do image stuff still but like between you have him and then you have taylor they're in a really good spot and they're always knocking on the door it's just that sometimes they take like steps back and it's like what the fuck and now they got this dark crisis event which i did end up reading the first issue of that ahead of this show um and that's written by williamson and actually i need to double check who the artist is for that as well actually if you can find that for me joe because that was something that jumped out when looking at the art on uh, on dark crisis issue one it's like whoa this is this is like when you're talking about having an event artist like we we like different styles and everything like that and appropriate for the story but when you're talking events you need somebody who's like this person is like like top tier like there's no question about it like one of the elite artists out there um and who was it that drew this issue you taking that Sorry, long? it was it was Daniel Semper Daniel Semper, whose artwork I haven't seen a lot, but like this oh, very much has. Yeah, he's, he's a great artist. Yeah. Or maybe I just haven't realized it. And that's, again, like that's why we're trying to always make sure we're mentioning the artists on this show because just as important as writers, if not even more so, given it's a fucking visual medium. Um, 
But yeah, so Dark Crisis, first issue, off to a strong start, really centered around John Kent, who, of course, we've seen a lot of his growth in Superman, Son of Kyle, written by Tom Taylor. Um, so yeah, I've been... Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a really good start to this event, Joe. I know you're you're going to be looking at this one as well. We got some Yora Floor mixed in there. There's quite a bit of Black Adam as well. Cannot wait for Christopher Priest run with that character too. So, uh, promising start with that. We had two other things uh, that we wanted to touch on as well. Kind of more, um, kind of stepping away from the main stuff. Um, tell me, Aquaman Andromeda. Issue one, Black Label. I was excited about this, but I wanted you to take a look at it first to let me know uh, how it is. What'd you think? So I, I think we had this conversation last week about Rom V. I think he's a brilliant writer, but you either love his books or they're not for you. Right. Mm. And so like, I think we, neither of us really dug radio apocalypse and that's okay. It just, just wasn't our thing. So I remember reading his uh, swamp thing for um, future state. And it was like, okay, He's he's taken the the character you know in an interesting place here, but it was it was very heady. It was it was very philosophical, and mm -hmm. you know for that character, I don't know if that's what I wanted for my for that particular character, or if I felt that was like I don't know. There was just something about it, right? And then but then I read the many deaths of Layla Star, and I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was one of those surprise books that just absolutely captivated me and so when it when it came to um uh aquaman andromeda at number one black label i'm like okay rom v let's go for it and i think what i found about this this book is that you know and i think it's just it's not the quality of rom's writing i think it's the style of his writing and there's just there's a lot to read there was a there was a ton to read mm. in this first issue and there's a great premise there. It has it has sort of a sci-fi feel, like Andromeda. I think of Michael Crichton's Andromeda strain, right? I get that sort of science fiction vibe to it. You know, one of the characters' names Vern, which to me is a playoff Jules Vern. Again, science fiction, fantasy, right? So I think there's a lot of elements here to this book, but it was a lot to read. It felt like a bit of a slog to kind of get through point A to point B. In no means was it a bad book. In no means did I not like it. Like I said, I, I'm going to read the next issue because I think there's some really cool elements there. It's just I think when when he's writing sort of some of these legacy characters, mm -hmm. right, as much as we may like or not like Aquaman or Swamp Thing, like taking his style and applying it to those characters to me might not always fit where taking his style and applying it to an indie, you know, creator owned, you know, this is his, like the many deaths of Layla star. Like it works there because mm -hmm. the, the, the philosophical, the heady, the, 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 the internal dialogue, it, it plays, it plays and played really well there. Whereas with this, there was, very little Aquaman. There was a lot of dialogue going around, you know, between a lot of characters who it just seemed like they were there, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to take, you know, your approach, you know, whereas in the past I might be like, okay, this book just isn't for me and not, not read the second one. But I think there was enough, there was enough bones there mm -hmm. to be like, okay, let's see where this second issue takes us. And if the second mm -hmm. issue picks up a little bit and I get a little bit more, you know, Arthur Curry, get a little bit more sci-fi, get a little bit that I might, I might be all in. But for mm -hmm. me, it was like, okay, I think, I think that's what Rom V is for me. Like with legacy characters, 
the style has to change, I think, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas when he's doing his own independent indie stuff, yeah, I'm like all in. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He can he can get a little it can be a little bit much at times. Um, but I will say, like you look at the cover because Christian Ward drew the main cover oh, and he's the inter- he's the interior artist. That's what I that's the other thing I wanted to say. The, the art in this was A plus. A plus mm-hmm. this was the art in this was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I love uh Christian. I mean, he does a lot of cover art, which is great. And um, but his internals on this, everything, it's just oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Like that. That alone is worth the price of the Black Label book. Mm. Is the art in this? I can't can't knock that one bit. Um, but yeah, like this, I just need I just need it all to sort of come together. You know? Is it weird to you though? Like I, I did look at like the first couple pages, and it's like you see this like over the title card of Aquaman Andromeda, you see this like image, and it looks very much like the Radiant Black logo. Kind of threw me off a little bit. I don't know if you caught that. I did. I, I didn't catch that. I'm gonna go back and look, but I, but it makes a little bit of sense because you got to read the book and see and, and see where it is in the story because there's, like I said, there's some sci-fi elements that that, that come into that. So, uh, I I didn't catch that. It didn't strike, you know, hmm. stick out to me. But now that you say that, thinking of the radiant black logo and then some of the imagery that I saw of some of the things, hmm. you know, in the book, I kind of see it now. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah, especially when you go back and take a look, you're gonna. See, I, I hope I didn't ruin things for you. No, um, no, 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 no. To, to, to think such a minor thing, but uh, the one last DC book that we did want to touch on was a book that I also reviewed for Geeks Worldwide. I absolutely loved this thing. Uh, right now, it's the early favorite for Comic of the Week, but we'll see. I gave it a nine out of ten. Poison Ivy issue one, which I looked at this and I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm gonna give it a look. Like just we, you know, Joe and I have. The, the benefit of being able to look at review copies ahead of the show. So we want to try out different books that sometimes like, you know, we don't know necessarily if we're going to like it or not, but it's something that maybe we'd be interested in. That was this with Poison Ivy. I love, you know, obviously we've known the character for so long, but also really, really like her in the Harley Quinn animated show. There is a slight nod to that, by the way. Uh. But as I'm, but as I'm reading this, like this is the character actually, like there's a similarity to the character that we get in the show and here, and we've seen that with Poison Ivy over the years, where it's like, fuck everybody else. I'm out here to like do my own thing to take care of the earth. Like, I don't like people. And and that's all like I love when Poison Ivy's like that, and that's her her focus and everything. So that was great. What what really, really won me over though was as like this was awesome and well done, but I was blown away by the art in this because uh and this this is drawn by uh, Mauricio Takara and the colors are by Arif. Prenato, Prenato, what blew me away, Joe, wasn't that like, oh, they go and draw Ivy and make her look like, you know, hot and everything like that. Like, yes, she's attractive like she always is. But this is a character whose beauty is such a like important part to her, like who she is and her history and everything. Even when you look at, was it Batman Returns? Whatever one where the Uber Thurman was in. Um, yeah, yeah. But like even there, like you, you're Batman playing, or whatever. but playing on all of that shit, right? And then with her powers, like, you you see like Frank that's like kind of that ugly plant in the in the, the animated show, but you it, things are kind of still like it's plant life. It's kind of yeah, it can be a little spooky, but it's not like ugly. Shit gets fucking ugly in this issue when when it comes to her use of her powers and everything and what she's doing. And I, I don't want to say any more than that, but it is awesome. And for that alone, it's like I just want to where Ivy is right now mentally is a space that makes a lot of sense. And then we're not only that, she's kind of going 
a cup, taking a couple extra steps and being a little bit more vicious with what she's doing with all the people who have, you know, and everybody's kind of been a pain in the ass to her in her, in her life. So I really like that element to the story. And that was what really won me over um, with this issue. So yeah, definitely something worth picking up. Um, if you guys were at all, you know, in the middle about it, or was like, Oh, poison Ivy, maybe pick it up. You'll see what I'm talking about with Yart and you're going to be really happy about it. Awesome. Yeah. I, 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 I might check that one out. Cause this is not one I would typically yeah. pick up and read. Do it. They would do it. Um, like I don't. I like. I would consider calling dibs, but I want you to 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 give this a look because I want you to see what I'm talking about because it's. I I think I'm, I'm curious if you end up feeling that way, but it's. Just, I, I I know personally, like it's. Like I don't run into this kind of thing too often, so nice, it's a cool nice. experience. Um, we move over to image. We got Spawn three thirty out this week. Of course, we're both. I'm, I'm reading Spawn. You're, we're both reading Twig issue two comes out this week. Uh, Sweet Paprika issue ten by Mirka and Dolfo. I've uh, been reading that. Talked about that in the show a little while back. Uh, that Texas Blood issue fourteen. Time before time issue thirteen. Metal Society issue two, which is of course from Top Cow. As is Cyberforce. You got the thirtieth anniversary commemorative edition of that. I'm going to take us through these next few, Joe. Uh, we got Boom. Mighty Morphin issue 20. I'm behind on Power Rangers stuff right now. A few, few issues behind, uh, whether you're looking at Mighty Morphin or Power Rangers. You're reading Dune, The Waters of Canley. Issue 2 is out this week. We got a first issue from Boom. Orcs, The Curse, issue 1. IDW, we got The Last Bot Standing, issue 2. AWA, we have the second issue of ETER. It's been a long time since we got the mm -hmm. first issue of that. Um, then there's Dynamite, The Invincible, Red Sonia, issue nine and then we come to dark horse and we got a couple things we wanted to highlight here why don't you start us off yeah so uh friends of the show uh dave dwanch and brockton mckinney uh they they're the writers and uh of uh, jenny zero along with magenta king who is the artist uh we talked to them a few weeks ago so i loved 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 the first volume and so volume two is out and i love the first issue this issue was fantastic it was you know the, we talked about this during the interview like magenta king really really stepped his art game up not that he didn't have a great art game before but he's tweaked his style different it, it just you know it, it just a, it's a lot more refined and the, and the colors really pop in this issue but this was we 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 get some we get some good action scenes you know we we see some old characters you know come back so this is a series that is it is definitely you know, it's off the walls. It's Paris Hilton meets Commando. It's you know kaiju's, you know, of all all shapes and sizes, just wreaking havoc. And it's it's a lot of fun. And, and this issue in particular really sets some things up for where the series is going to go. I think they said it was going to be what five, six issues. I think. Um, so if you haven't if you haven't been reading Jetty Zero, go out, find the volume one, read it. You'll love it. And then you know, get on, you know, go to the store, put it on your pull list. You gotta love it. This has been so far just a tremendous series. Awesome. And then with also this week from Dark Horse, we get the start of another series, uh, one that we haven't highlighted on this show with with creators or anything, but the Ward, uh, written by Kevin Scott, art by Andres Ponch, and he's doing the colors and the art for in the uh, in the line art for this. And I'll tell you what, this is one that was on both of our radar after we kind of saw the it was actually saw the cover after we talked about it during the solicit. I can't it was, remember. It was when we talked about it during the solicit. Okay, that's what it was. Um, and the cover is pretty damn cool. We got, I mean, among other things, we got a minotaur at the center of stuff, and it looks like he's in a hospital. He's got a ton of piercings and all this minotaur different cock. shit. 
Yes. Oh, well, okay. Wasn't going there. Um, there is a bulge though, as I'm looking at the cover. Um, Your Highness, but, watch a movie. But oh yeah, wow. I feel like I didn't like that movie. I mean, um, the movie wasn't great, but yeah, yeah it was just... Dan McBride, right, and James Franco and uh, Natalie Portman. And uh, yeah, 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 that, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, but so reading this, and then we see ETER kind of coming out, not to go and you know have a comparison necessarily, but you would kind of what you would think. I think ETER is more extraterrestrial, thus the ET. This is more supernatural. Um, and I, I really enjoyed this, like, definitely a rock solid first issue, like an eight and a half out of ten. Maybe even could lean a little bit towards a nine, somewhere in that range. The art is really well done, very consistent. Um, and I mean, even like when you're looking at mo- dealing with a bunch of different monsters in this too, they all look great. Um, I think there might be a couple that'll give you nightmares. So I'm obviously a fan of that. But um, but yeah, it's like it, this is not a horror thing though. You don't have like the, that crazy, edgy, sketchy sort of like vibe to it. This is very refined. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And then it's like a good, just a table setter, give you like introduce you to this world, what's going on one story alone that kind of can just stay here in this issue. Um, and then, you know, it sets up for stuff to, you know, going forward, but it's definitely like this awesome story isolated by itself. Awesome. 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 Definitely want to check that out. Yeah. And then, um, all right. Uh, I'll take us home with everything else that's coming out this week. You know, these other ones we don't necessarily have review copies too. Uh, we have Dogs of London issue two from Aftershock. Also from Aftershock, we have We Live Paladins issue three, Astronaut Down issue one, uh, Where Starships Go to Die issue one, and then The Lion and the Eagle issue four, which is actually written by Garth Ennis. I've been, I have the first three issues of this. I haven't read it yet. These are oversized issues. So at some point I'm going to get to it. Maybe I can do that on the show soon. I mean, obviously Ennis military stuff, usually well done uh, from Titan. The final issue of Blade Runner origins issue 12. That's out this week. Obviously you've been reading that one um, rivers of London deadly ever after issue two uh, from skybound. We have after school. Of course, these are published through image um, after school issue one, and then oblivion song, 36, um, which I talked about on the show a while back, you know, I was waiting for this to come to an end. Uh, and then from Vault, we have Quest Aside issue two. Uh, we actually do get review copies for, but we haven't, neither of us have gotten a chance to give this one necessarily a look yet. But that is it for what's new this week. For what well, it's weird when we're concise with our, uh, our episodes, Joe. <laughs> Keep um, it nice and tight. Yes, but uh, of course, again, like we said, we have Chip Zdarsky, who's going to be, uh, you know, you guys will be able to listen to that interview on Wednesday that drops at midnight. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, it gets delivered right to your listening device, nice and easy for you. Um, and then we're going to be having another Friarside chat, another, you know, what's new schedule for next week as well. So keep your peepers popped for all of that stuff. Until then, Joe, stay sexy. You know it. 